Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive or if you think like one and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Medcalf, founder of Xquadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve even more extraordinary results. Because no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So, if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Today I speak with Remco Samuels, who is the Chief Executive of EV Box, a leading provider of smart charging stations and software. It's part of the NG Group. Uh, Remco had a really interesting career. He started in audit, he joined NG as a consultant in finance, and then he gradually expanded his role and his skill set. And we talk quite a lot about how he did that, how he actually became a rounded executive able to take on the CEO role of, of a company that needed quite a lot of turnaround. And then we also understand how did Remco manage to influence across complex organizations, especially as a Dutchman having to influence within a French culture, quite a unique situation. Uh, And then we talk about the turnaround process itself, uh, the journey of purpose that Remco went on uh, as he did that. And then what's next for both that company that's really scaling up big time and also for him as chief executive, uh, as he levels up his own way of operating. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation. This is Remco Samuels. Hi, Remco, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to hearing your story. Um, EV Box is, uh, is a really interesting company. Um, you came into it, I think, a couple of years ago, found yourself in a bit of a turnaround situation, and you've really, have really changed things for the company. Um, you, you were just telling me as we, before we hit record that you've just had a great article published in the in the uh, national you know financial times um you know in 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 the netherlands uh that perhaps signifies a little bit the beginning of a new chapter for you so i think it's a great moment just to take stock of the journey so far and find out what your mission is and why you got involved so before we go any further just tell me a little bit you know what's you know what is ev box and how did you get involved in this journey yeah, um, so EVBox is a, uh, a technology company. So we uh, manufacture uh, AC and DC chargers. So AC, those, those are the chargers for at home or at the, the workplace. Uh, DC, those, the, those are the fast chargers you see along the highways. Uh, so um, we, we uh, manufacture those. Um, we are also uh, offering our own software solutions. Uh, so both the firmware that goes in the, in, in the hardware, but also the software platform that, uh, for instance, manages the, uh, the chargers, uh, the, the transactions, etc. Uh, and, and a third big block that we are doing is our own service and support. So basically, we have the full mm. range of, uh, of solutions for our customers. And our, our mission is to uh, accelerate uh, the transition towards uh, cleaner mobility, uh, e-mobility uh, for our, uh, our customers. Um, yeah, so, so that is EVbox uh, in a nutshell. We are currently, uh, we are based in Amsterdam. A little over 700 uh, uh, employees. Um, we are active in, in multiple regions, but our, our key regions are, are Benelux, France, UK, Ireland, uh, the Nordics, um, uh, Germany, uh, Austria, uh, Switzerland, and then um, 
the, the US, we have a, a facility there as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, 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 uh, so yes, yeah, so fantastic. So obviously, it's in the given the whole uh, energy transition and everything, you know, everything else and climate change, it's it's a um, relevant and exciting business to be in. Um, and I know that you had a you know, your prior career. You know, you you're an NG, which is you know multiple utility company, right? And not necessarily just on renewables um, or on, on clean energy. So I'm just kind of wondering what journey was as you know you were doing different roles in this huge in a huge company, and now you became uh, chief executive of I guess a smaller, higher growth entity. So there's a lot of change, I guess, in that. So what's the, what was the, what was the transition between the two? How did you end up? In this in this role, yeah, good question. That's that's a question I always ask myself as well. How did I end up here? <laughs> uh, but I I started my career uh, with uh, in in uh, auditing in uh, EY, um, and then in in two thousand seven uh, I joined uh, NG as as a consultant first. Um, later uh, I joined the, the the company full in two thousand nine. That was in in finance, so I was uh, responsible for uh, for finance in the Netherlands. Um, then uh, the, 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 the CFO back then asked me to come to, uh, to Brussels, uh, where I did uh, finance for a, a, well, a European business unit uh, of Engie. So that was for me uh, the idea, okay, let's, let's see a bit more of this group, mm. uh, big, uh, big group. Um, Netherlands is just a small country, so I wanted to explore a bit better there. And in a year or so, um, they asked me to move to Paris. Um, because there was a restructuring and they wanted me to lead uh, the strategy department of the, well, the global retail activities, which was for me totally uh, out of my comfort zone, as you can imagine. But I thought, okay, hey, um, uh, if, you, if you don't try, you will never get there. So, so I went there um, as, as a Dutch guy in Paris. Mm -hmm. You can imagine that's not, uh, not the easiest from a cultural standpoint, uh, but also from a content uh, because this was completely new for me. Uh, I did that for three years, get to travel all over the world, um, uh, managed to to have a very clear strategy and execu execution plan for NG that they didn't have before. Uh, so that was really appreciated. Um, uh, yeah, and from there uh, it, it took off. I went to to operations for two years, so I also got to uh, to learn much more about uh, well the operational aspects of a business. So far, it always has been support. Uh, let's be honest. Um, until the moment came that in May 2021, um, EVbox was in the process of, uh, of, of for the IPO, huh? so they were supposed to to be listed in the US, um, but things uh, uh, did not went uh, went very smooth, and they asked me to step in. So I stepped in in, in May. I came to Amsterdam, and uh, yeah, I, I found a, a really interesting uh, opportunity. Uh, obviously, I had a lot of experience uh, with with. Um, with, with NG, but never in a, in a company like EVbox. But what I, what I try to do here is to say, okay, take, take one step back. Uh, EVbox is a very promising company. It's, it's one of the, 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 uh, the, the, the early adopters of this, this technology, let's say. Uh, but they came at a point that the market was growing so fast and in all directions and they wanted to be everywhere. Yeah. And so, so for, for me, I could use my experience on, on strategy retail uh, that was also looking forward. So what is going to be the next big thing in, mm. in the retail business when it comes to, to energy that was very closely related also to mobility, electric mobility. Uh, so I could use that experience uh, very well uh, in, uh, in EVbox. So it sounds, like, um, it sounds yeah. like you've almost got... Um... Sounds like you had this perfect um, 
business trajectory, perhaps because NG's a of organized and structured and big company, right? Because it sounds like, you know, you, you know, you did your finance that well, you came in yeah, as a consultant, you did the finance, you did retail, you did operations. So you really kind of got a, um, a panorama of, of, of the business. Uh, I'm curious because that sounds like an ideal situation from which to then be offered a CEO role. Um, but also probably not everybody in NG got that, got that opportunity or, or created themselves, shall we say, the opportunity to do those different roles. So just looking back, how did you do that? What did you do yeah. to be able to move from, you know, audit to finance, you know, more general finance to, re to retail strategy, to operations, you know, to the CEO role? What, yeah. you know, what do you think, uh, uh, what's your advice as, as you think about Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been asking myself that question as well, um, because indeed I saw many, especially many Dutch people uh, that went to the headquarters in Paris uh, fail. Um, I, I managed to, uh, to grow and I managed to, to, uh, to even step up there. Um, yeah, I, I think two things. So one is, is I have, uh, I'm very um, uh, eager of, uh, of, 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 of thinking uh, outside of my my own um, uh, expertise, so I really liked to 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 think about what's the next big thing. And so also for NG, where, where is NG going? And NG had, had also difficult times because they restructured, they uh, uh, um, uh, they they carved out businesses. They needed to focus. Uh, that really intrigued me. So I had this uh, intrinsic motivation of understanding. The strategy and, and understanding what would that what could I add to that so that that's one thing and I think the second thing is is more on the personal level or interpersonal level um, especially as, as a Dutch guy you you are very direct huh? that's that's what Dutch people are known for um, and that's a good thing but it also has some negatives so if you go to to for instance France but in many other countries it makes very good sense to really try to understand first mm -hmm. uh, before you want to be understood. Uh, so I think that really helped me. I, I, I was really patient. I listened to, um, to, to, to my French colleagues. Uh, and from that point on, you can be very direct. Huh? You can really say, okay, but now this is how I look at things. And that was really appreciated. Um, mm. So from there, uh, I, I could even use it as say, okay, sorry to be a bit direct, but hey, I'm Dutch, and, and then you you start to to create your own <laughs> your own image there that is uh, that is appreciated. Yeah. So I, I really um, felt uh, I was uh, I was in a, in the right place in in Paris. Uh, so I spent uh, six years, uh, got a lot of um, of attention from from senior management because of my my openness, my transparency, but also respectful way of working uh and they uh, yeah they like that um and obviously yeah i, I also understand a bit about um uh, where this company is going and what what i can uh, can add to that mm. um so i think those two uh, so really try to be uh well really try to 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 think um uh in um, um to, to 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 see okay what is what is really uh um uh, in the hearts and minds, let's say, of, of, of the, the, the NG XCOM, what are their issues? What are their problems they are trying to solve? Um, and and um, if you really understand that and you have a good connection on this, this, this personal level, yeah, then you can make it. Mm. It works yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, that is great. It's a great point. Sometimes you're right. What I'm hearing is 
sometimes when we're visionary and, and have our ideas, we can push too hard because we haven't necessarily um, heard, right, the people opposite us. Well, they don't feel hurt. That is, that's a classic uh, mistake. And I've seen people saying, yeah, okay, but this is how I look at things without knowing uh, the, the, the bigger scheme of things. And so you have many people in a room. If you start to fire off your, your, your ideas or your opinions, etc., cetera, mm. um, they feel that that is, uh, yeah, that is not respectful. Um, yeah. You're arrogant. You're, it, it goes totally in the wrong direction. Yeah. If you really try to understand, test the waters in the room, how is, how is everybody thinking about things? And you create your, your, your bigger picture. Yeah, from there, you can really uh, make, uh, make a difference. Yeah, it's a leadership tool that I, I talk about quite a lot, which is just very simple, push versus pull behaviors, right? Often we're very strong at one of those um, yeah, uh, and less good at the other, right? So some people, they're great at listening, but they don't always communicate clearly. Other people are great at saying all their thoughts, but haven't necessarily picked up on the broader context and haven't created ownership. So um, it's a great reminder. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, to find the balance there is, uh, yeah, that, that can make the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's kind of move forward. So you, you joined, um, uh, EV box, the IPO didn't go ahead as, as planned. You know, you have to come in with a bit of a a mandate to look at things and and turn things around. You know, what did you find, you know, as, as you arrived and what were the biggest challenges you had to overcome? Yeah. So, yeah, what, what I found was, um, well, still a very uh, motivated community. So, so EV box also has this, this sustainability goals, let's say, uh, which uh, is really uh, attracting uh, people. So, um, uh, that, that remained. Um, but also, um, uh, that there was this, this dream. Uh, there was this dream of EV box going public and being this one billion dollar company. Um, yeah, that dream was uh, was washed away. So a lot of people also felt uh, a bit demotivated uh, because of that. Uh, so my task was okay. Um, we need to make sure that uh, yeah we, we we quickly close the past and we can look forward again, but in a way that we can really um, um, really grow our business. Mm. Because like I said, uh, EVbox was was basically uh, in too many uh, activities at the same time. And so they were opening multiple markets, also with regional offices. They had multiple product lines, all with their own architecture. Um, uh, they had so many customers, also smaller customers in the in the systems. Yeah, we said we, we need to focus. We are only with, well, back then it was a bit over 800 people, but still very small if you look at the total market uh, for, for electric mobility. Uh, so we said we need to, to, to make some choices. So we closed down offices, which me, was really tough. Let me, let me so just jump in for a second. I want yeah. to just kind of understand the situation. So yeah. you go in, there's all this stuff going on. Um, people are demotivated. There's a lot of dispersion. Like, where did you start, right, in terms of, you know, you literally arrive. Um, yeah. You know, how did you kind of think about your own plan? Yeah. Um, yeah. You well, even got to the stage where you identified we need to close down this thing and do that and, and consolidate this. You know, how did you kind of look at the whole situation? How did how did you attack it? Yeah, there, there are multiple. Okay, several answers there. So, so first, my 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 uh, first priority was to have to make sure that there's a management team that uh, that I can really trust, that I can really empower, um, and um, because uh, honestly, by myself, uh, it, it would have been a mission impossible. So that was the first step. And so we have indeed changed a few people, uh, also people that, that left by themselves. 
they felt more connected to the 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 the, the previous EV box, let's say. Mm. Um, so we we build a new team, uh, people that that I can really relate to. That was one thing. Um, second, then we we spent time with the team to say, okay, we all know that what we are doing today uh, is is not focused enough, so we need to make some choices. Mm. So we spent a couple of days off uh, uh, out, outside, and we said, okay, this is. This is going to be our focus. Also, we had some strategic studies, of course, saying these are the markets that you need to be in. Uh, right. We decided to stop product lines. Uh, that, that plan was set. And honestly, that took a bit uh, too long, if I look back, because uh, the, the whole company back, back then was, of course, eager to, to, to learn where we are going. And so they know what we are not going to do, but they were questioning and said, but what are we going to do? And honestly, if I look back um, myself, I, I failed there for a couple of, mm. of months even to be um, uh, uh, really crystal clear in communication. And so right. I think w- when, you, when, you, when you are in a turnaround like this, uh, that the biggest uh, um, uh, task that a CEO needs to do is to make sure that everybody stays on board. Everybody understands, okay, this is the process we are going mm. through. We don't have all the answers today, but this is what we are working on. Yeah. And we failed that. Yeah, because that void can sometimes create a problem, right? Like where you say, we're not doing these things. And people, yeah, but what, what, am, what am I actually doing? What are we focused on? And actually, that void is, is a killer. I remember once in Cisco, we had a very similar situation. Um, there was a new organogram at one point put up. And I remember everyone looked at this organogram and it was like, I can't see any of and There was no existing team on this organogram. So like everybody suddenly was the, the next day was in limbo mode, which was not at all the intent, yeah. right? But... Everyone was like, well, what do we do? I, do we even have our team call next week? Because, yeah. but does it even exist? Exactly. Um, yeah. That created a huge yeah. issue. You can, and you can imagine if you, if you change so, so many things in the company, you also see a high attrition. So, so many people uh, left, also middle management, many people left. Uh, so you can imagine, yeah, the teams below, they were also in limbo. And so it's okay, what, what's next? What is going to happen? But we, as a management team, we had to do several things. Right? We had to, to fix some legacy issues. We had to build some basics and we had to prepare the future. And so the, the new strategic plan um, all at the same time. Uh, yeah, and, and we forgot a bit, I must say, to, to take along all the, 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 the entire EVbox community. Um, and that was, um, yeah, we, we clearly after, and we, we clearly explained that in a town hall meeting, uh, this was not great. Uh, so um, we are going to do this way better. And as from that moment, we had uh, uh, regular uh, information sessions where we said, okay, this is the process we are following. Um, and, and also, okay, this is the way we are uh, moving forward. Uh, that really helps. Uh, but in fact, as, as what, what my biggest learning as, as first-time CEO was, uh, because I had many roles in the level below CEO, and I always thought, okay, if I would be CEO, this, this could be so much better. I can, can do this and that. Well, th- guess what? That's not the case, right? All of a sudden, you are overwhelmed with, with internal things, with, with people from the outside world, shareholders, customers. Um, uh, everybody uh, um, uh, is, is, is at your desk. And the first thing you need to t- you need to take a step back and say, okay, how, what is my priority? Where need to, do I need to yeah. put my, most of my time? If you can even manage that. Right? So, so my biggest learning was you have you you do have the full responsibility of the company. You you do have the ability to change, but it's never going in the pace that you want. And and basically, you're just a servant to the to the company. It's Richard here with just a quick interlude. If you're serious about multiplying your impact. I have a free resource that you won't want to miss. 
I've put together a short email course called Exponential Leadership Principles. In it, I set out how you can use the same strategies as some of the world's top leaders to get out of incremental progress and achieve breakthrough results. Be prepared to have your current thinking challenged and to learn some very new ways of leading. If you're interested in following along, simply sign up at xquadrant.com slash go slash exponential. And now back to the conversation. Yeah, and, and the more that you actually try to intervene as CEO, generally the more negative effects you have because you are actually stepping on everybody else's toes who's actually meant to be doing the work. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. That's uh, that's totally true. Yeah. So we were just so, uh, we were just going through this this process. So you had your new management team. You had your two day retreat to focus. You identified the new product lines you wanted to focus on. Uh, was that kind of the main three step plan, or was there another part that we didn't get to in terms of you know your main focus as you uh, you, you moved to turn the company around? Yeah. So indeed, it was about lesser product lines, but also less customers. So we we focused on specific segments. Uh, specific uh, customer types. Uh, so we also had to say goodbye to to, to customers that were uh, actually really loyal, uh, but um, just uh, couldn't grow with us uh, and didn't fit uh, fit in this focused plan. That was also a big uh, big step. Yeah, and then um, it's it's uh, it's about um, uh, culture. Um, so uh, there are many things I've said about culture, uh, but if you are moving from an organization that that basically focused on or didn't focus uh, they, they 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 went for they, sh- they shoot for the moon let's say they went for everything at the same time right. uh it was a very uh a siloed organization so there was no culture of of ownership um um uh, there was no not the, the result oriented um uh, culture was not there and that was basically my uh, my biggest concern as well uh, so how do i get this total machine running uh, in, in a way that is uh, uh, basically helping us forward instead of fighting all kind of internal battles over this is not my responsibility but yours. That was not 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 clear at all. Um, so, but the, the, the good thing is, yeah, many people uh, left. Many people came in, of course. Eh? So also that generates a different culture as long as you as, as me as CEO is, is very clear in every communication this is our purpose. This is the, the vision that we have. This is the strategy. And this is also the execution plan. And I kept on repeating and repeating until the moment came that people said, I'm totally annoyed by you <laughs> explaining the same old story right. again. And that's so said, okay. This is the, yeah. Well, now we are annoyed, you know, you're now kind of cutting, cutting through. through, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. one, and uh, this is great one, I know you provocative, right? Um, because you're talking about culture and, and the mission as well of the company, uh, and on one hand, obviously, the CEO, you need to be, you need to really embody that, that mission. Uh, and it's a very clear mission um, in this whole world of, of uh, you know, electric charging. And yet, you know, I could be cynical and say, well, you know, you're just this hired gun, you know, finance guy brought in by head, corporate headquarters. You know, you don't really care about this business. You've just been parachuted in as part of your, you know, your corporate career. You'll do this you'll cut a few heads off and you'll go off and do something else uh, within the group. I'm being cynical, right? But people could see it like that. Um, so 
you know, it wasn't like you founded the company and it's your baby from birth and all this. So I'm just kind of wondering what your experience has been of kind of moving from this, you know, doing these different things around the world with NG and then kind of actually becoming the CEO of this, of this group and, you know, how that's affected your own sense of purpose or, yeah, how that's, what, what your journey's been really on, on that whole question mm -hmm. of mission. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you ask the people here, they would say in the beginning when I came in, um, I think some people were a bit afraid uh, because indeed, what you said, uh, that was the perception. This guy is coming from the headquarters of NG. It's uh, NG is basically a financial holding company uh, that has uh, some investments that need to be uh, 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 providing them uh, them profits. Um, so he's, put, he's being put there to to clean up and uh, to 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 move uh, uh, away after. Well. Um, that's that's in, uh, not not who I am. Uh, so if you look at at, at what is intrinsically driving me, uh, I'm really uh, interested in um, well in, in in helping others. I really like that. So I can really relate to people in all levels in the organization. I, I like to have a coffee. We have a big coffee table uh, here downstairs in the in the in the lobby where I meet all kind of people from all levels in the organization, and that really gives me a lot of energy. Um, so. You can see, I think, uh, throughout the first year, uh, people start to see uh, this, this guy is actually, he cares about the company. Um, we, I care about, uh, uh, about the people. Um, I really believe in, in um, well, in, in, in our purpose, but also the market that we are in. So I think with, if we do things right, we can create a, a beautiful opportunity for 700 EV boxes. Mm. Um, and that's what I like to do. Uh, I get a lot of energy about uh, from from that. Last week we presented our new brand, uh, so this will come. Uh, this will go public uh, in in April. So we had this brand reveal party uh, in the Westergas here in Amsterdam, beautiful location. So we shared the video, which was really really um, uh, uh, energizing. And after we had a big party with uh, with everybody, uh, and I've, we've we've been dancing, we've been talking, we had some, some drinks. This was this was beautiful, and actually. Nobody uh, was afraid of stepping in to, to, to say, hey, Rimko, uh, this is what I see. Or, I'm a bit concerned about that or help me understand this. Mm -hmm. So that really gives me the impression that, that, that we are doing the right thing here. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's totally different than the perception that people might have had at the beginning. But as I told you, yeah, I, was, I, I rolled in several positions from Netherlands to, to Belgium to France, uh, but not because I was so eager or so ambitious to 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 position myself in there no it happened because well apparently i um uh, i i did a few good things but it, it came also from my uh i think from from who i am yeah i i get that about and you that helps that. me now as you talk about that you know you even put your hand on your heart as you talked about people you know and i think that must be it you're a people person and and um i almost as you were talking the phrase that came to my mind was that people were the bridge um what I mean about that is perhaps the, is the, the, I don't know, I'm going to say serving the people actually might have been the way that you, A, you moved around before because you had that, you said you listened, right? You, you understood, you related, and that was important. And as you came into this new role, perhaps it was the people that was the, the bridge into that then sense of purpose and mission. Yeah, yeah, could could be, could be, yeah. So that's, yeah. That's, that's what's coming to my mind as you talk, just the energy that we're yeah. seeing, so fascinating, yeah. Yeah, of course, but that also has some some negatives, of course, eh? this uh, this behavior, but uh, 
uh, we, we might get to that. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, well, okay. Well, let's, let's actually go to that because um, one of my favorite questions is, is always asking people like, you know, what's the next level? Because no matter how, where, how far we've got, there's always a next level for people to get to. In fact, I find with my clients, so some of the most accomplished leaders on the planet and yet inside, they just feel they're getting started and that they know there's much more that they, they want to do and, and accomplish and create. So for the business, first of all, like what's, what's the next level for EV Box? You know, like if we were having a conversation in a couple of years, where, where would you like things to be? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so to give an answer to that question, we also need to take uh, a step back, uh, let's say one or two years back. Uh, so if you look at, um, at the market in, in, in Europe, so you know the uh, European Commission has announced that in 2035, internal combustion engines need to be phased out. Uh, so that would mean that there will be hundreds of millions of electric vehicles only in Europe, uh, let alone we are also in the US, uh, we are in the Middle East, we are in, in Asia. So this is going to be huge. So we are just at the beginning today, although we already exist since 2010. So we, took, uh, we said that this is the right moment to really build some basics to, to be able to really scale up. And so we have selected manufacturing partners that help us mainly on the AC side that can do hundreds of thousands of stations. Um, we are investing in our DC manufacturing capacity ourselves also to get to higher numbers. So we need to have an internal organization that works. So that is what we have been working on. So the basics are set. Uh, we are ready for a real scale. We have the new products that are really of good quality. Um, so if you ask me now in, in, in the, the, the three next years, yeah, year on year, we have to show, we have to see growth uh, percentages that are well, um, let's say north of uh, of seventy percent year on year. Um, uh, if we don't manage that, we will lose market share, and we are now one of the leaders. We want to remain one of the leaders, so we need to grow in that uh, that pace. Um, yeah, so so EV Box will will really. Um, uh, um, stop being a, a startup scale up, but we will really be a hardcore scale up with uh, streamlined processes, um, with uh, yeah, uh, really um, uh, a, a profitable business uh, model. Yeah. So that is that is also what what I of course eh, it's 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 always good to to be in a in a in a position where you can accelerate transition to e mobility, but there's also a shareholder that expects. Uh, a return on their investment in certain times. So I think now, between now and, and three years, this is going to be reality. Uh, and that is, uh, uh, that's a huge challenge, yeah. but it's really exciting, I mm. think. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's a real shift. From, yeah, so you've done the, you've laid the foundations and now you have to kind of get the return on all of that, right? And, and drive yeah. it. And so, uh, yeah. so I guess the question that comes to my mind then is, is as CEO, what will you need to do differently? Where we need to put your focus differently or even show up as the leader a bit differently yeah. in that new environment if you want to multiply your impact? Yeah. You know, what comes to yeah. there? That's kind of, kind of a bit of a vulnerable question because I'm kind of asking you to say, like, what's, yeah, what, what are you going to have to work on yourself? Yeah, well, I, I've, I've been thinking about this exactly. Huh? And, and it almost looks like we studied this question, Richard, which is not the case. No, um, what I told you before, I, I really like to stand in, in the middle of, of, of the EV box community. I like to talk to many people. Uh, I invite them if they have questions, concerns, always invite them in, in my office. Um, they, they always know where to find me. And I spent uh, a huge amount of time on that. Uh, but to be really honest, uh, that is not uh, helping me making the biggest impact. So I still like to do that, but I need to, to, to manage my time way better. 
And what I do need to, to continue, obviously, is to communicate uh, where we stand, um, uh, um, uh, where, where we stand in our strategy execution. And we have to, to, to keep on communicating that. But uh, other than that, I need to, to focus much more of my time on, on customers, customer visits, um, uh, putting EVbox in, in, um, uh, in, in the news, obviously, uh, making the brand uh, uh, well-recognized. Um, we, we also want to be a thought leader in the industry. So we are also part of, of uh, Charge Up Europe. So that's the, uh, the, the association for, for the industry that is uh, actively supporting, let's say, the European Commission on, on regulation. Uh, actually, we are this year, uh, EVbox has the presidency of this alliance. Um, there, I need to put my, my time. Uh, so uh, internal communication, really important. Customers, really important, but I, I have not spent enough time, in my opinion, on that. Yeah, and um, putting EVbox at, uh, um, at the center when it comes to, to thought leadership and, and being a recognized brand uh, for that. Mm. Uh, th- there I should put my, my time. And that is very difficult because intrinsically, I really want to relate to, to all the, the, the people here in the company. Um, I like to help them with all of their, their problems or their questions. Um, but I just cannot have the time uh, for that. And that's... Yeah. You cannot be in all decisions as well. Huh? So you really have to let go of things, yes. which I sometimes find very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being honest with that. I, mean, I see that all the time. Uh, it's, it's a challenge, right? Because we have to let go of the things that made us successful. And yeah. that we know how it works. You know, you get to a high level by doing certain things and suddenly you realize, I could, you know, I'm gonna, not going to get any further unless I let go. And that, and that can be difficult. I mean, in fact, that's why I wrote, you know, write my book, which is called Making Time for Strategy, yeah. because, um, because it's not just a productivity hack that you need. You know what I mean? It's actually, you said it's intrinsically, you, you have this pull towards your people, towards some of the decisions, towards some of the activity. And, uh, and I was talking with a client about it just yesterday, the same kind of thing. Um, this client, she said to me, um, like I should be doing more customer visits, right? And I was like, and we got have got into it um, because it was a should for her, right? It was a should, and it was, and there was various things, you know, that she was in resistance to about that, the way she felt in those meetings. You know, was she adding value? Was she relevant? Did she need to be there? Um, and so then we had a whole conversation about how do we actually create something which makes those exciting and scary and fun you know, all those kind of things that we feel when we're kind of breaking new ground rather than something that just has to be ticked off the list in her role. And, mm-hmm. um, and there's a bit of a breakthrough there, I think. So um, I, what I kind of hear is there is that tension with you where you're kind of like, there are these things you, ne- you know you need to do, but your heart is still a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In- yeah, it's internal versus external. And, and obviously, if I have to let go a bit more of those internal activities to focus more on the external world, which is, I think, a very important thing for a CEO. But I'm also a bit afraid that I lose my, my, uh, my connection with, uh, with the work floor, with the people here. And, and that is really, I, I, I fear that they're going to see me as, hey, this, is, this guy is unapproachable all of a sudden. He's always been there for us, and now we can never... We can never reach him anymore. He's always out. And, and yeah, I, I really want to, to, to still balance that. But that is my personal challenge. Yeah. And I think it's feasible, but we need to structure that a bit better. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for, for being open with it. I think it's, 
because I think it's actually sometimes when we speak these things out, actually, it helps us shift as well um, uh, on this. Um, and we all have something, right? We all have that thing which which is pulling us. You know, it's what I call reinventing our success formula. It can be quite hard uh, because we know what works um, or has worked. Yeah. Well, hey, no. um, okay, this has been really uh, fascinating. I guess a couple of quick fire questions before we go. Um, first of all, what's the favorite quote that you, you live by or that you tell your teams? Ah, ah let me think. Um, well, what I always uh, think is the, the way to get started um, is, is to quit talking and to start doing mm. because I, I've seen that a lot. Uh, people always have great ideas, great strategies, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then a couple of months later, you, you come together again and say, okay, where do we stand? And nothing has been done. They have been um, uh, redefining their thing, their strategy, et cetera. So yeah. uh, at some point in the time, just, just do it, right? That is, uh, uh, that's a quote. Uh, and the other thing, because obviously we have been under a significant amount of stress in the company. Uh, I've seen very good people, uh, unfortunately, uh, leave with, with almost burnout uh, in, in burnout situations. Um, uh, that, that was really, really uh, sad uh, to see. So one of my favorite quotes there is, is about resilience. Uh, resilience is about how you recharge. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not how you endure. Uh, and that one I really like. And I always give that back to, uh, to, to, the, to the teams. Uh, so uh, really take time to recharge your batteries. Uh, in an EV company, that's a nice quote as well. Um, uh, it's, it's not how much you can handle. Mm. Um, I think that's that's an important one. Yeah, nice. Um, what about a book? What, what's a book that's influenced you in your journey? Uh, well, maybe you heard it already a bit uh, in, in, the, in the in the interview, but it's, it's uh, Stephen Covey. Yeah? So uh, mm. the, the seven habits yeah. of um, of uh, effective uh, effective people, um, and from there uh, you can say that the, the win win I really like, but also um, uh, seek to understand uh, before you yeah. want to be uh, understood. Uh, that is a really important one. Be proactive, uh, uh, act. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that book. I, I'm not a big fan of management books uh, because uh, I, I don't. I always see a big difference between theory and practice. But this one really has some actionable things in there, and that, that I've been using that in, in my whole professional career. Um, yeah. That helps. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, okay, it's been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed. Um, Kind of getting into this whole story of of a, your your career and how you build this diverse skill set, and then what the journey was like as you came into this company, um, turned it around, um, prepared it for this hyper growth phase, and then being really honest about like where, where your own stretch is going to be as as you lead it forward. Uh, if people want to find out more about you or about EV Box, how do they best do that? Um, well, the EV box, so they can find it on our website, so evbox.com. And if they want to know more about me, or uh, that's uh, Remco with a C, dot Samuels at evbox.com. Um, uh, again, there I might uh, be <laughs> overwhelming myself again with <laughs> a lot of activities, but no, 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 that, that's really what I, what, I, uh, what I could advise, what I like to do. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I really like to be a very approachable guy. Uh, that's also my, my biggest challenge. Um, yeah, but um, uh, I learned in life that uh, being humble, being accessible, be very transparent. Uh, also about your concerns. I always share my concerns also with my team. 
uh, and I think with that, uh, you can only grow. Yeah. Well, thank you so, for that. Yeah. I guess the last thought is that whole one of, um, of serendipity, right? It's, it's like there's that balance. Sometimes people can be so focused that they actually cut out the serendipity, the chance of new conversations and the new ideas that come in. So there's always a balance, I think, that we find between like being focused and like not talking to anybody else because we're doing our project, you know, versus you yeah. know, being so scattered in conversations that we don't make things forward. There's exactly. Kind of we need balance. to find a balance. Yeah. Totally agree, Richard. No. Rico, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to uh, following you along in your journey as, as you go forward. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.